This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. USDA lowered domestic corn and soybean ending stocks and raised wheat ending stocks in Wednesday's supply demand report. Corn stocks estimated at 1.44 billion bushels, soybean supplies at 285 million, and wheat ending stocks are pegged at 653 million bushels. The season average farm gate price for new crop corn was increased 20 cents to $5.65 a bushel. Season average price for new crop soybeans was estimated at $13.25 per bushel. That's up from $13. last month. The season average price for new crop wheat is estimated at $7.50 a bushel, 20 cents more than the February supply and demand report. And the March supply demand report left Brazil's corn production unchanged from February at 114 million metric tons. Brazil's soybean production was cut from 134 million tons to 127 million tons. Argentina's corn production was lowered at 1.5 million tons to 43.5 million metric tons due to production issues caused by drought. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzlo says the biggest surprise in the USDA report was the increase in U.S. wheat ending stocks. I know we've had a lot of talk and a lot of movement on a lot of the commodities globally, but I just had to think that with the beans stronger and the wheat weaker, it just looked like the good old-fashioned pre-WASDE report trade by the funds, expecting a bigger supply in the in the wheat market and a smaller supply in the soybean market. And I, I guess I feel like they got what they wanted And in terms of the global ending stocks for wheat going in above the highest trade guess, coming in at 281.51 million tons. Top-end number from Reuters was 280. The supply-demand report overshadowed by the ongoing Russia-Ukraine war And that also had a ripple effect on the wheat markets worldwide. U.S. Wheat Associates President Vince Peterson said the Black Sea region has been the primary supplier to wheat in the Middle East and the Mediterranean for the past decade. Those patterns will need to change. Wheat trade will have to shift to other parts of the world, including the U.S. and Canada. But we don't know how long this is going to last. Is it going to last a a week, a month, six months, a year? The tail could be quite, quite long on this. And... um, and so, anyway, we've got to sort of prepare ourselves, prepare our customers to be able to deal with that uh, going forward without knowing precisely what, what the scope of it's going to be. Stonex market analyst John Payne said there has been a lot of damage that was done to the financial markets. Uh, specifically just around, um, you know, these positions are requiring a lot of capital in- involvement. And if you don't have it, you have to come out of positions. So, you know, we've heard tremendous amount of speculators overseas uh, who have, they probably trade in a little more of a less, uh, less regulated fashion, got way over leveraged and are stuck, you know, short Minneapolis against Chicago, uh, short KC versus Chicago wheat. And I think, you know, the fact of the matter is Chicago wheat probably doesn't need to be the most expensive right now, but that's where the spec money goes when it, when it chases wheat. And there's really nothing you can do about it. Agrisampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith said the livestock markets did find a bit of strength on technicals. On the April feeders, we're rolling over into into June being front month, but we're still looking at the April for the cash market. Uh, 137.20, we're up 130. I saw cash trade this week, 138 in the south to 140 in the north, which was one to two lower. And some of that uh, had a little bit to do with weather. And the futures market was weak due to some fund liquidation. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. I'm.
Crop insurance used to be simple. Do you want yield or hail coverage? Today, there are too many options to analyze without seeking help. Optimum is a new tool exclusive to Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Optimum works by running thousands of simulations based on information from your farm. It then compares outcomes of every policy choice available to find the right fit for you. Contact Ag Country today and ask about the new Optimum tool. From the Northern Plains to South America, World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. A midweek cold spell will likely put quite a chill into the air for Wednesday and Thursday, but the weather won't be too bad before and after that period of time. In the meantime, down in Argentina, crop stress and crop damage will continue, and it will be interesting to see how well the rain is distributed as we go into next week. Week. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. This week in agriculture, top news headlines. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. A bill banning the sale and use of pesticides and fertilizers coated in plastic was introduced in the Minnesota House by South St. Paul Representative Rick Hansen. Hansen says the plastic coating remains are harmful to the environment. Healthy soils are not healthy when they're littered with plastic. There are plastic-coated particles that are fertilizer or pesticides or a combination of fertilizers and pesticides that are applied, and one of their purposes is to make it be slow release. But after the active ingredient is gone, the plastic remains. And what happens to that plastic? It stays in the soil year after year, or it washes off and washes into water. I have yet to find anyone who wants to eat or drink plastic. Representative Paul Anderson says he opposes the ban and would be in favor of more research studying the issue. Well, here we go again, a a major restriction being proposed on on production agriculture. Your bill, I think, is is sensationalized in that you call for a a total ban or blackout of of these products in in two years and three years. Maybe a study would would be more appropriate. I think the bill contains way too much uncertainty. There are so many terms here that are are not well defined. And I was looking at the fiscal note. I underlined some of the concerns in the fiscal note, and I almost ran out of ink. There's too many things here that need more additional definitions. The U.S. Department of Agriculture announced it will support additional fertilizer production for American farmers to address rising costs. USDA will make available $250 million dollars through a new grant program to support independent and sustainable American fertilizer production. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack and other G7 agriculture ministers met to discuss Ukraine at the Commodity Classic this past week. We had a chance to hear from the uh, Ukrainian agriculture minister, Lushenko. He was obviously in a bunker surrounded by sandbags. And I thought to myself, what incredible courage it takes for him to visit with us, uh, to plead with us for support and help. Vilsack says Ukraine's farmers want to plant this spring and summer. Fuel is needed. Fuel that's now being used uh, in military applications would have been used in farming applications. So he is uh, requesting primarily from uh, European countries additional fuel supplies. That was his single ask. I think he is obviously putting us on notice that we need to make sure that we do everything we possibly can to provide as much stability in the marketplace as we can. Bill Sachs says it's unclear what kind of crop will be grown in Ukraine and if it will be available to Ukrainian people to satisfy needs or exports. The state soybean grower groups have caucused hammering out their policy priorities at Commodity Classic. Minnesota Soybean Growers Association past President Jamie Baer 
who is also an American Soybean Association director, points to EPA. Personally, for us in the western part of the state, WOTUS is a, is a big concern for us. Um, we want to make sure that um, we're able to easily make improvements on the farm and um, keep our tiling going. And, of course, all the, all the restrictions that come with EPA and, and the regulation of crop protection tools, that's something that, that we're trying to fit into the resolutions to make sure we've got covered. It's certainly top of mind. And, of course, the farm bill coming up, we want to make sure that we're advocating for positive changes that will have a profitable impact on our soybean producers. The pesticide regulatory process now includes so-called mitigation efforts where certain products are banned from use in countries where certain species are endangered. That's a wrap-up of news this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Let's face it, we are hardy folks in North Dakota and Minnesota. Winter is not the time to hide, but the time for fun. Hello, this is Shane with Irie Insurance, and we know snowmobiling, fishing, and hunting are a way of life. So rather it's your ATV, snowmobile, ice castle, or guns, we have the perfect insurance coverage to protect your toys. Get that big buck, catch that lake monster as we watch over the toys. To find out more about Irie Insurance, go to irieinsurance.com. Can we bring it back, Doctor? Yes, but we have to keep it covered, Igor. Understood, Doctor. And be sure to keep living roots in it throughout the year with diverse plants and rotations. And remember, do not disturb it. Are you mad, Doctor? No, just a little upset. I don't like to see soil treated like dirt. Learn more about the basics and benefits of soil health. Contact your local USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service office today. Here's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Dryness in crop concerns are growing less of a factor for the remaining soybean crop and second corn crop in South America. Argentina has received enough rain to improve topsoil moisture with more rain expected in the coming weeks. World Weather Incorporated says Argentina's bottom line is continued drought recovery with some areas even becoming too wet at times. World Weather says the forecast for Brazil looks good for all crops, with very little concern about weather and crop conditions over the next two weeks. Fertilizer prices continue to climb, partly in response to Russia and Ukraine's war. Stonex Group Director Fertilizer Josh Linville says the markets are nervous. It's watching the European natural gas price, which is of course skyrocketing once again, along with the, uh, the crude oil futures, that's going up. Uh, there's a lot of fear that while European producers have been able to sustain a higher input price, if they lose that flow of natural gas, that's where things really start getting out of hand. The market is beginning to shift towards a focus on acres. Roy E. Abbott Futures Market Analyst Ron McDaniel thinks soybean acres will be disappointing. I personally think the acreages for beans are going to be uh, disappointing up here for what we need. When you look at the corn-bean ratios, you know, we did start to hear even in Canada yesterday that there's some flow back toward wheat acres at the expense of oats and some oilseed legumes. And so the wheat price did get to the point, Randy, where it's starting to buy a few acres in North America spring wheat. The United States has had record meat exports in 2021, and there's optimism for record numbers in 2022 as well. NDSU Extension Livestock Economist Tim Petrie says inflation is a major factor of beef prices going up. From a more of a world standpoint, there's several issues going on there, uh, and that is the U.S. last several years, you know, we're at record level, export, beef export levels, I guess would be the 
we backed off a little bit on on pork last year, but still at pretty high levels, and and the chicken the same way they've been going up. So uh, probably one thing that we're watching is the dollar the uh, the dollar value because meat is relatively expensive and particularly beef is more expensive than pork or chicken. Last summer's drought brought lower supplies of feed across the upper Midwest. This resulted in an earlier run of feeder cattle than normal. Aberdeen livestock owner Kevin Larson says they've been seeing larger number of feeder cattle runs this year. Oh, been huge numbers of feeder cattle moved, you know, from January to now. We're going to definitely be ahead, ahead of schedule on numbers marketing. A lot of it is feed, a lot of it's weather. You know, uh, price has been pretty good, so we've seen a lot of cattle move forward here. It's going to be interesting to see what we uh, is to come in the, you know, we get into April. I think we're going to be short some uh, numbers around the country. Larson says increasing corn has dropped the cattle market. Well, the price was was really good until last week when this corn went crazy, and uh, that knocked these feeder cattle back. You know, we've seen the board back up 10 bucks. Probably what the biggest movement back is, look at what they've done to the fat cattle market. We had mid-140 fats, and now we're in the upper 130s for no reason. I mean, we're short of fat cattle. The feeder cattle deal, I tell you what, even yesterday, absolutely didn't know what to expect, and I'm going to call it really fully steady. We still had some of these eight-weight cattle in the 160s, and uh, seven-weight cattle in the 170s and uh, even a lot of these cattle that are going to grass these six weight steers and things uh, still bring two dollars a pound that's a look at weather this week in agriculture i'm sierra doctor on the red river farm network do you have a white mold management plan if you grow dry beans in the dakotas you know white mold can be a major yield robber that's why treating your seed with heads up seed treatment is a smart investment Cost-effective and compatible with other seed treatments, Heads Up kickstarts your beans, taking them to their full potential so they can fight off yield-robbing disease like white mold. For a better start against disease, ask to have Heads Up pre-applied to your edible bean seed order. Visit headsupst.com to learn more. The Red River Farm Network delivers market information, but it's more than just the numbers. We talk with traders, market analysts, weather forecasters, the people in the know. From Rugby to Benson and Roseau to Aberdeen, the Red River Farm Network covers agriculture. Go online to rrfn.com to find your local Red River Farm Network radio station. Podcasts are also available online at rrfn.com, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. When it's important to your bottom line, you'll get the entire story on the Red River Farm Network.